This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Faw, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Terbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current master of coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Theon 3 of A Clash of Kings and in our Maester's Study, which starts right now. We will be discussing ravens and crows. Let's go. Yeah, and so I wanted to bring up something just top of the show here. Uh, let me read a little quote to you. Thanks to Sam the Hammer for bringing this back up. Isn't it interesting that George R.R. R. Martin writes Bran in such a way that he cannot tell the difference between a crow and a raven? You know, multiple times Bran wonders and he's confused as to whether that's a crow or a raven. And I just went back, and so Sam sent something uh, in here not too long ago, where we, this was, I mean, this was two years ago. So, I mean, this is June 25th, 2018, when he first kind of came came to us. We were, we were talking about ravens and crows, and he brought up the, the quote. He said, when Bran is traveling with cold hands, uh, and here's the quote, by day only half a dozen ravens stayed with them, uh, flittering from tree to tree or riding on the antlers of the elk, the rest of the murder flew ahead or lingered behind. And we just kind of kept talking about ravens and the irony that we are surrounded by ravens, but yet we're trying to find the three-eyed crow. And, you know, he, he, there's, a, there's a couple other um, quotes here, if I can find them. But, yeah, that, where he talks about just the idea that it's, it's interesting that he, that, he, that he can't tell the difference or he can't see... Or that we, I guess we're, we're like, they're so similar that we just mm-hmm. sort of lump them together and we don't think that they are very different and can represent very different things, you know, and, um, and, and, how, and how interesting that is. So uh, let me see here. Back in the day, yeah, we were having a heavy conversation about the three-eyed crow uh, and, and green seers. Um, you know, and he's talking about he's being he's intrigued by by the differences between crows and ravens and wondered what we thought the difference, the differences are and, and how that could influence the interpretation of these characters. Uh, let's see here. This, this is good. So do you think this could mean that the three eyed crow is actually a 
network, maybe a uh, current network of green seers like Brendan or a historic network of crows uh, that have previously held the title. Maybe this would explain the pile of bones in, in Brand's dream. Um, he makes an interesting connection between Varus and little birds, right? And that maybe crows are, are and that crows are typically smaller than ravens, you know, and that being like your network of kind of, uh, you know, of, of sorts, like a crow uh, network or whatever. Uh, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, man. You know, like why, why the difference? Why, 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 you know, like my God, dude. Yeah. Why, why does he, why can't, why can't he tell the difference? And then you have him obviously going to be with the three eyed crow. Yeah. Uh, it's the three eyed raven in, in the show. Um, and you know, then we get the ambiguity and the almost misdirection when he's there. Well, he never says he's the three crow. I'm the last green seer. Mm-hmm. There's there's a difference, and so it's and then but that he has dreams of the three eyed crow, right, right. And you've got yeah, you've got Euron, you know, crow, um, crow, uh, crow's eye, right. And I mean, he's mm-hmm. you know, so there's that guy, and there's there's a connection to the three eyed crow. Anyways. To get right down to it, I mean, something I've gone back to and I say it all the time. It's something I get, you know, I, I get a lot of crap for. But uh, the, the, the three-eyed crow and Brendan Rivers and the last green seer are not the same thing. Not the same thing. I just want to bring it up. I want to remind folks that when you're dreaming about werewoods and stuff and there are, there are typically ravens in those trees. In real life, we see ravens. And we see them moving from tree to tree or on the antlers of, of the elk and helping cold hands and stuff like that. But in those dreams, we see a crow. Um, we see a werewood talking or trying to communicate or seeing Bran and Bran seeing the werewood and separately the three-eyed crow. I don't know. Just still the mysteries. I think it's interesting. And I wanted to bring it up again real quick as we start off kind of with a bang because... It's, it just fascinates me to this day, and I want to know more about it. I want to know what it means. You know, like the, like the symbolism behind those things. It's just like the, the crow's a tricksy bird. And then you've got like that. I mean, the Night's Watch, they're called crows, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> why? Yeah. So, I mean, when there's ravens far north and, they're, and they're, there's a murder of them. I... So it's one of two things. I mean, is the crow the good bird, or is it a tricksy bird, or is the raven the bird that we should be, you know, gravitating towards and saying it's going to be helping us and, you know, Mormont's raven, all, all of that. It's what in the hell is going on with the crows and the ravens, you know? I mean, do you think do you think it's going to come to a head at some point? Do you? Th- I mean, do you think that we're going to, at some point, there will be... Uh, there when we learn more about the nature of the three eyed crow, that it is going to be something other than what it ends up being in the show. Something that, uh, it is more of a villainous character of which we've, we've talked about before the, the possibility uh, of that, the difference between the last green seer and the three eyed crow. Are they the same person? Are they a different, Mm -hmm. is, are they different entities? Um, and then that may, that may come to head with, with Bran. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I mean, all this stuff, we're, we're going to have a collaboration here soon. Um, here's, here's, some, here's some irony. Uh, we're actually planning a collaboration with an individual. Her name is Amanda. 
and uh, she goes by Crow's Foods Daughter. Uh, there and we she, go. And, yeah, and she looks into Euron Greyjoy, right, and and his whole connection to possibly Blood Raven or the Three Eyed Crow, and and so all of that. So it's that that's it's just I guess maybe that's that's why it's on my mind. But one of the things people look at is is Euron and his his you know apocalyptic kind of wanting to take over. Um, everything and that he's this ultimate you know bad guy but uh i mean he's much older how do we know what we don't even know look at what he's doing so in in some of the chapters the winds of winter release chapters he is legitimately in his brother's mind trying to manipulate and turn him it's 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 almost like a, a turn you to the dark side situation um with with damp air right and it's just like What's what's going on there? What kind of power has he learned? I'm not saying that Euron maybe was the guy who was in Bran's dreams, but like, wouldn't it just be such a twist if there was yes. someone else, right, that was in Bran's dreams that was leading him away and and trying? You know, I mean, for, for whatever reason, like like you go back to the warlocks and what they could see, and that magic is is returning and 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 where it's at, and then where Euron is near Karth and. Now what he's trying to do and what's happening at, at, at Hightower. Like, this is building to something. And I do think there's going to be some, some shocking revelation. And it's, it's, we're going to be, Bran is getting duped. You know what? Somebody the other day, and I, I get it, all right? Jojen's just a kid. I get it, all right? Those of you that were in the Zoom chat, uh, thanks for all the grief that I got in there about, you know, dissing on Jojen and whether, he, you know, he was actually following the Three-Eyed Crow or... or, or who the hell is is telling Jojen? I mean, what is going on? You know, like, why are we... And I, I'm not getting... I think people think that I'm picking on a kid here, you know? Right, yeah. Somebody is... Somebody, somebody in the group say. definitely got on me for it. I didn't even know what was happening. Somebody, somebody got on me for it. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, like, why do we as the reader just go ahead and say, absolutely, Jojen, you got it, buddy. Like, we're, we're, on, we're on there. Bran is... Bran is headed towards, a, there's a trap. There is a trap, my friend, that whatever this time loop situation thing it is, it's, such, it's so dire that it's going to cost Hodor his life. All right? Hodor will have to hold the door because Bran has gotten such a mess with the three-eyed crow. Not these green seers, not these children. There's something else. I don't know who or what it is, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick, just on Jojen, it's not that we it's it's not that I'm like anti Jojen. It's just that uh, I think there's something suspicious about the kid. He shows up. Um, he I mean, there's something there's something suspicious. I use the word interesting a lot. There's something I'm going to I'll say yeah. there's something suspicious about both of them mm -hmm. because Mira Reed tells the story of what we presume is her dad. Yep. Alan Reed. She never calls him my father. She calls him the Chronic Man. Says that he has magic. We did like a, a big episode. I think it was a Patreon episode. Did a big Patreon episode on that. Um, and then Jojen, it seems as if, to me, he is steering Bran in different directions than Bran necessarily wants to go. Mm -hmm. And and whether he's dead or alive, I think he's, he's, he's probably dead. Um... I I don't I I don't know I don't know as that 
they're both either Hal and Reed's kids uh-huh. or that there's way more to Hal and Reed than meets the eye. And we yep. will we will we, he will be a infinitely different character than he is in the show, because in the show you just hear about him and, you know, I that there's a character where it's like they had no idea what, what to do with him. Because I think no. he's I think he's a big part. Because Gur says he knows too much. Well, the characters who know too much, you have them come in at the end to do something big. That's yes. the whole point. That's right. the, that's, and, and, that's that's their entire purpose. And I do believe Hal and Reed will do will do something like that. And so we're gonna find out at some point, I hope, uh, you know, the the backstory to Mira and Jojen, because it's it's all just uh, you know, I mean, I'd say fishy, but it's you know they're from the uh-huh. you know, yeah, well, so you know is close it, is enough. It froggy, it's froggy, is it, is uh, it froggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, something I, froggy about both of them. There's so, you die. I'm with you 100. percent And here's the thing, you know, like I, I was just reading ahead um, when Rob is coming north and they're they're headed towards Moat Kalen, and he's thinking about how he's going to attack it um, from the north and how he's going to sneak through. Greywater watch and how he's going to send people on ahead to get a hold of Halland and help him out and how much faith and lo- you know whatever trust that his father had in Halland Reed. You know, I'm starting to be a little suspicious myself. How's come Halland Reed didn't come visit more often? You know, such a good friend. Why didn't he come visit? You I know? don't know, like, man. I mean, like, 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 <clears throat> like he's not. Like he's, it's not like he's Robert Baratheon and, 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 and he's a king. I mean. Like, I get that there's this, okay, there, there's a strong alliance or whatever, but, like, I, it's almost too, it's, Rob is willing to risk and put everything, because all of, all, of all of his bannermen say to him at that point when they're trying, they're, this is when he's presuming that he's going to get past the Red Wedding, and he's planning to kind of, how do I get back to the North? Literally, his entire plan hangs on the fact that Hal and Reed is going to help him out, because his father had such trust in this guy. But where that that is only one generation old. I mean, that is not something that is, and, and that's also odd when Maester Lewin, you know, kind of talks about when they first show up and they swear these oaths of ice and fire. Like, okay, yes, because of your father, like you get that this is a special bond or whatever. But I, it doesn't seem like it was always that strong or always that you know firm until Hal and Reed went and said we need to make it so. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, and that's all connected. That is all connected to who is guiding Jojen, um, right? And who is who is helping kind of, you know, propel Bran to the north to see this three-eyed crow. So right, why yeah, wouldn't they just say? Why wouldn't Cold Hands just say, "Yeah, that's the three-eyed crow." He says, "No, he's a friend." By the way, shout out to to Sir Jimmy, Lady Sarah, Ryan, and everyone. We were in there talking. I think it was right after you got off. Uh, we got into the whole Maynard plum. And our Zoom, our ba- our Benny patron Zoom chat. Yes, yeah, it was it was epic. I recorded that because um, it was pretty neat. You know, it's, it's always neat when somebody hasn't heard of a theory because oftentimes Matt will bring a theory to me I've never heard of, and I'm like, oh, what the what the heck? So we we kind of had Jimmy in that situation where he was like, who's this Maynard plum? What's it? He had a glamour. He had a moonstone glamour, and he was a friend. You know, he was someone who who watched Dunk. Um, it's just. It's nuts. It's nuts that he uses that lingo and that Cold Hands then calls him a friend. And we know for a fact that that is Brendan Rivers, who is the three-eyed, well, the last Greenseer, right? Man. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, let me let me just I, guys. I hope you're in for a, a pretty lengthy episode. <laughs> and actually, none of it is really going to be about the chapter itself because the chapter yeah. is actually relatively short. But we do have some pretty good ravens. Uh, and we'll, let's just we'll just continue this. Uh, we'll just we'll just continue this going on because I, I I can't remember. Did we post this? Did we post our that Hallen Reed thing on the regular? episode or was it a patron episode uh, regardless yeah it might have been amusing maybe i think it was where we were we, anyway we were talking about Hallen reed and his um it, it's it's all it's all very curious right and, le, and le, we'll just dive kind of back into it here so i mean he's such an interesting and suspicious that's my new word he's a suspicious yeah. character yeah okay People would say, Matt, you say suspicious, you say interesting and fascinating far too often. So I'm going to say suspicious. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like in Parks and Recreation. We're like, don't be suspicious. Well, that's all he's doing. Okay. Matt, he's sus. My students would <laughs> yeah, say that he, he is sus. <clears throat> he's all sus. Right. Yeah. So it says, Hallen Reed is a small man. Like all chronic men, he has been described by his daughter Mira as having been brave, strong, and smart in his youth. Well, hold on a second. <clears throat> Here's a guy <clears throat> um, that, excuse me, and that uh, shows up to the tourney at Heron Hall and gets beat up by three knights. And so he seems like, oh, you know, weak and and and, you know, unable to def- uh, to defend himself. But here he is being described as brave and strong and smart in his youth. Mira tells a tale um, saying that he grew up fishing, climbing in trees, and learning the magic of the chronic man. So, also, Mira, it appears, does not know the magic of the chronic man. And the only other chronic man we meet um, that at all has some sort of magical ability would be Jojen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know that at, at some point, Hallen Reed, after he reaches the age of majority, bold Halland, how he's described as this bold, this bold guy, um, saw additional knowledge and he paddled a small boat down the Green Fork, evaded the twins at night, which is supposed to be, you know, I mean, hey, he's going down the river and that's like their whole deal is they have a bridge. Um and visits the Isle of Faces in search of the Green Men, where he stays at that island for an entire winter. Mm. Uh, he then he then leaves the Isle of Faces. You know this place that's like people don't people go there and they don't come back. Yeah, and uh, you know <laughs> it's this like totally mystical place. And they talk about the all the Green Men live there and. Yeah, all you know, all of these things, and how is it that? How is it, by the way, that the chronic men are described? When you think of a chronic man, what's the first color you think of? Yeah, green. Uh, they talk about how they have green, green. teeth. They wear yeah. green clothing. Are the chronic men all just the green men? Are they? Yeah. Are, are they? Are they? The, are they the green men? I mean, would that not be the green magic? Does Howland have these visions? Is Howland mm-hmm. a green seer? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, somebody said well, it. Uh, some, somebody said it um, in our Bend the Knee hangout. Uh, maybe, maybe was it Ryan? Maybe Sir, Sir Ryan, who was talking about how Bran has green sight and Bran's, um, you know, probably not through his father, but through his mother, the Riverlands. Because who was somebody else that we know is from yeah. the Riverlands? Well, 
who who also has a maternal, by the way, maternal connection, um, connection yep. to the Riverlands is Brendan Rivers. Let's go. Uh, you know, Brendan Rivers, he's a bastard. You know, he's a Targaryen, but a bastard of the Riverlands. Yeah. And so he also has green sight. Now, you think Jojen, um, I mean, the the I mean, the chronic, it's, it's right there. I mean, it is it is kind of technically in the north. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, I mean, it's right the at the swampy, bottom of the north. Yeah. Right. It's in a swamp. And I don't know who their mother is. I think she's just um, his spouse. His spouse is just simply listed as um, Jayana. We don't know anything about her. Mm hmm. Yeah. So she could also be from the Ruins. We do. We don't. We don't necessarily know. Um, but so I mean, you you could you, you could use that. But he goes to the Isle of Faces, right? Which we believed Helen does that, and in search of the Green Men. And then he immediately shows up at the Tourney of Harrenhal, the single event that kicks off everything uh, that sets this series in motion. And then we have the um, Night of the Laughing Tree. And one of the large, one of the candidates that a lot of people think it could be is Helen Reed. I mean, people say it's yeah. Liana, and I'm actually almost convinced at this point that it is actually Howland and not Liana, and that Gur does it in a way to make us believe that oh, it's probably Liana because Jamie Lannister is another candidate, but I think it's pretty obvious that ja it's not Jamie. Um, yep. There's just a there's way too much um, evidence. To support, I mean, it's kind of loose evidence, but I mean, it's certainly enough to kind of say, you know, he was sent away and yeah, and, and, and stuff like that. And so, I think it just makes more sense that it would be Howland Reed. I mean, it's, I think a lot of people um, think that it's Liana, and we've gone over this. We did a big four part tourney at Heron Hall series with an excellent uh, theory on Patreon uh, where this guy gives a totally different reasoning for, I think, what, what most people leave. I think a lot of people, um, and myself included, for a long time and if, if this is the way it goes, I would not be surprised. I think it's the most logical answer. And that the Knight of the Laughing Tree is Liana. Rhaegar has to hunt down the Knight of the Laughing Tree, finds probably Liana, and then, okay, maybe that's where they have a conversation or something, and then that's why he kind of falls in love with her. I mean, nobody knows. Um, but I think it's also entirely possible that it is Howland Reed because we we learn about the, this magic of the Chronic Man and we learn about some guy who's probably pretty skilled and has just been training on uh, the Isle of Faces. Uh, and we know at least in some way or another, he is he is involved in either the death or the stopping of Arthur Dane. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, you you certainly you certainly got that in him as well. So I I would not say that it's it's out of the question that he could be the Knight of the Laughing Tree. Um, and, you know, so then get this. I mean, this, this is how crazy this is. So it's all these tiny deals like you kind of forget about. Um, you know, Benjen offers to find Howland a horse and armor so that he could avenge himself, but Howland gives no answer. Although he wanted to take revenge, he feared making a fool of himself as he was no knight. You know, which mm -hmm. again is like, oh, I can't do it. And then it's secretly him, right? Sure. Um, maybe because he, he already has a horse and stuff. He's like, he's like, you know, ah, I don't need revenge because in his mind he's like, oh, I'm totally getting, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. revenge. Yeah. Um, and then it says Howland then goes back to the God's Eye. Uh, uh -huh. Howland prayed to the God's Eye to the old gods and was given a place at Eddard's tent for the old knight. It's like yeah. people can't go 
Well, maybe he didn't go all the way back to the Isle of Faces, but he certainly goes back to the God's Eye, which is right there. He has some connection to the Isle of Faces, which Absolutely. is this mystic, like mystical place. It's a big deal. Nobody goes there, and that's where he goes. And it's also then, then on the second day of jousting. So this is the day after um, Benjen offers him a horse and everything, and he says no. He he gives no answer, let right. alone he didn't. You know, he didn't say it no, but he gives no answer. Um, a mystery knight dubbed the Knight of the Laughing Tree, a laughing tree, weirwood tree, weirwood, yep. pretty, right, enters the joust and challenged the three knights whose squires had attacked the Chronic Man. And again, this entire story is ne- never says Howland Reed, although pretty much everybody, I mean, it's I would say it's like 99%. Sure, but they never say Howland Reed. Yeah. It's never yeah. actually said, oh, this is Howland Reed or this is my father. It's always described as the Chronic Man. Yeah. And maybe it's because all these people are taking different identities. Well, maybe, you know, he, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm Alistair Thorne, Sir Alistair Thorne, but now I'm a brother of the Night's Watch, you know, that kind of thing. I, or yeah. like, I'm now a member of the King's Guard kind of a thing. Now I'm Howland Reed because I'm no longer, you know, this, the, the, this chronic man. Like you, you view yourself differently. Um, and so, I mean, it's just interesting. And then he goes with Ned Stark to the Tower of Joy, where presumably John's, you know, John yeah. Snow's born, Rhaegard, and he somehow stops uh, Arthur Dane. And then, you know, if you want to go even down the other theory of Mira is John's sister because they look so alike, right? That's that's right. certain. That's certainly a uh, a theory out there. I would say that's probably less accept, less kind of accepted, but certainly, you know, I, I think a lot of people. It'd be that. interesting. It would be, and then boom, Twins he's right there. Split up, at, you know, exactly. Luke and Leia yeah, situation. Ex- yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and then Howland teaches his daughter how to net fish, or some other stuff. It's unknown when he becomes Lord of Greywater Watch, whether before or after Robert's Rebellion. And then we literally don't see him. But Jojen has a dream, and Howland dispatches him immediately. You got to go. So, so there's. There is definitely, I mean, he's he's obvi- he's a huge deal, obviously. Yeah. I mean, okay. He okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's 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 just mix it because I think sometimes we like George wants you to get caught up in some of the in the details and what he said about the how the armor fit the armor and like the night of the laughing tree, like the whole idea that it's a weirwood laughing tree. Who has that? Who, 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 you know, I mean, like somebody just did that, like for, for like they just went and made that overnight or, or quickly had it painted or done or whatever. Like it, it's, there's something there. It's a direct connection back to, and, and again, it's a story that could be embellished a little bit that's being told by Mira. So, you know, it sort of uh, maybe leans in favor of it being th- that, that it might be someone, you know, the, the Krennicman or, or that it would be someone from, they went and prayed and then that person, you know, is sent or that I honestly it could be that this thing was uh animated in some way you know it could just be an animated piece of armor you know set or whatever that just falls off and there's no one in there it literally was just animated by what you call the green magic and what they said was mud mud magic and, and everything you know it's it's like um maybe maybe that's maybe that's a part of it but yeah no that that all is fascinating and the idea of that Alan Reed wouldn't show back up and, you know, maybe he's making a mistake. You know, again, maybe like he doesn't have all the details, but he sends Jojen. And you know, the, the big thing that we got to with Jojen coming to free or, uh, or, or having the vision that a winged wolf 
uh, was chained was chained down is it wasn't Bran, is that it's John, right? And so it's like you're almost right. Like you, you almost had it right, but you're just a little off and you messed up just a little bit or your, your interpretation of the whatever it is, is is slightly off. So, yeah, I mean, what does that mm-hmm. mean? Does it mean Hallen is going to like he accidentally sent his son to his his death and or I mean, like that's also something else, too. Like, did his Do son you think tell Hallen him Reed has about his sight? I don't. I, yes. So, yes, uh, I do, because I, I think it's just for him to be there's too many references from his daughter and just from Eddard Stark and all the stuff that he did that just seemed like it was out of his like it just didn't seem like stuff he could do. You know what I mean? Like 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 the whole just Arthur Dane, the fact that he did something with Arthur Dane and I know the show it says surprise attack or. Or whatever. I don't think so. Plays. Dead I don't think. So. I, 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 I. I think. He, I think he's. I think he says something because I mean, you just look at it and the guy trains at the Isle of Faces with weirwood trees and the and green men who supposedly have green sight where they have literally visions of the future, um, or or whatever. And. His you son know, that's had, a dragon. His, that's a dragon dreams, green dreams. You know, difference. There's, right. there, I think there's, I think, I do think maybe there is some, some different, some difference there. I don't know, but um, it's just this guy is literally trained during the winter. Is training at the Isle of Faces with, with supposedly other green men. Who knows who though? Who they are? Are they Blood Raven type? Or is is there is there a legitimately a network? Because if Blood Raven is the three-eyed crow slash raven, uh, and he has access to this thing, then who the heck is at the Isle of Faces? Mm-hmm. Um, these other Greenmen, or is it just more children of the forest that are still, you know, alive and just and just hanging out there? But Halloran Reed goes there for all winter, however long or short it is. Um, I mean, it's you know, and then and then immediately shows up to the event that changes the entire landscape of Westeros. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that ends a three hundred year old dynasty. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's pretty it's it's pretty yeah. big deal. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I don't. And then who know? I mean, how do we know he's not? I mean, how do we know that? You know, in the show, Arthur Dane and Ned Stark fight at the Tower of Joy. But what's to say Hall and Reed maybe has had other tiny green dreams along the way as they're going down there and tells them to Ned. And Ned starts to think, wow, this guy actually can kind of see. Yeah. Can can, can kind of see the future a proves, little bit or something. Himself. Yeah. Proves oh, himself. Yeah. And then and then he he go he goes on to tell Ned that not only, hey, is this. Is is this John? person your you you know the he's going to be the one to save us all and ned could be like i don't know you know believe or not believe in that but i'd have to say in all honesty i think the reason helen reed doesn't come up is because ned stark probably told him not to maybe because because ned stark comes home with this baby who he tells a lie about pretty much the only lie he's ever told in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't you think Catelyn would be pretty suspicious? Cause we know everybody seems to know that Helen Reed did something there. Right. I mean, people seem to, that seems to be a 
because Ned Stark has said that. Yeah. So he's pretty much said that openly. So yes. I think Catelyn would probably start asking some questions, and I he doesn't want anyone to know. I get you. Yeah, why, why would you want him? Yeah, I mean, he won't let the name of Shara Dane be mentioned. He scolds her for that. Um, it's even said, oh, God, I forget which one of the guardsmen it is with Arya and the Riverlands, who says when um, Ned Dane is telling about, the, you know, how, like, Milk Brothers or, or whatever um, brings up a Shara Dane. And I think it is, I forget who the guard is, um, who says to Arya, don't bring this up around your mother. Like, don't bring that story up around, around, you know, just keep that to yourself. That's, that's one of those things that was whispered around Winterfell. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, why would you want Hall and Reed to come up to Winterfell and, and, and spill the beans there or whatever? I also think it could be Hall himself, though, is, is staying there for some reason. There's something else going on in those marshes that he's monitoring or, or whatever, um, you know. I, I don't know. I, 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 I just think yeah. it's with, with Jojen... I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have. And again, just because you have green sight doesn't mean you, you all see the same thing or that like whatever is given to Jojen may not be given to Hallen and, and things like that. You know what I mean? So that that could be that could be a part of it. But Jojen just seems far too sure of himself. And I, yeah, I, well, Mira argues with him. I mean, here's the thing. Mira seems to know that Jojen has had a vision of his own death. You would think that Hallen had had like would know the same thing that Jojen would have shared that with his father. Um, and that would be troubling. So, and then at one point Mira argues like, well, if we are, if we're, if you're given this foresight, what good is it then if we can't do anything, you know, to, to change it. And it's like, well, you, you, you can, if it's, if, but if it's, if it's about you, like, like, I don't know. It's yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a hold in the rabbit hole, I guess. But um, yeah, Helen Reed's a big deal. Yes, man. Howland Reed and, and, his, the, and the Ravens and the Ravens and the Crows and the Green Men. They're all connected. They're all connected. And they yeah. all it's all a bait and switch. It, it it really is. Two more things. All right, two more things, and then we're done. We're I'm gonna move on, I promise. But there is a So so I go back and forth on this, right? Because uh in the Duncan Egg series, it's said that uh Blood Raven like he, his eyes and ears were crows and that crows whispered to him, you know? So that's blood Raven in the Duncan egg series, right? So why in the hell he has crows whispering to him there, but yet later on when he's referred to as a three eyed crow, no, 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 that's not me. Like, but then it, it also seems like he and the Werewood network, the three eyed crow and the Werewood network are separate. But so it's, 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 it's always this back and forth. It's this, it's this conflicting, Thing. I mean, the children, what the wiki will present to you is that the three-eyed crow it represents the last green seer and that it stands in, in place for him. But literally, Cold Hands contradicts that, and so does Brendan Rivers himself, um, unless it's like Bran in his own vision, unless Bran is the three-eyed crow himself, come back again into his own damn dream to, like, wake him up. You know what I mean? Like, like is, mm -hmm. that, would be, that would be the mind twist there. Um, cause if, if Bran is supposed to fill that last green seer role and the children see the three eyed crow as the la as, as a, as a symbolic representation, or that's what it kind of, um, how the last green seer will appear in one's dreams. Well, then there you go. But then also if it's true that, that like Euron and others were, were being messed with by the three eyed crow, well, what the heck is Bran doing? If that's really Bran and it's not. So, I mean, 
I yeah, I I've I've already I'm I'm well lost in in all of the uh deep dark um weirwood caves. Weirwood caves and rabbit holes. Rabbit of crows nest. I don't even know where we're at. Yeah, so Anyways, guys, just want to bring it up. It's something I love to kind of discuss and think about. And if you have the damn answers, please send a raven. You know, tell me what I'm missing. Tell me what's going on because I love that stuff and I want to know more about it. I think it's fascinating and I need to, I need to give it more research. People would say okay. I've done enough, but I don't think so. Guys, today, Bend the Knee is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. It is an online counseling website it is betterhelp h e l p uh .com um you know if there's anything causing you to not be able to achieve your goals or mm -hmm. you're struggling with depression anxiety these are dark times uh that we are living in and you can get online counseling at betterhelp.com and it is across the world uh, everything you share with them, it's confidential, it's professional. They have so many people using this website that they are actually recruiting additional counselors for all 50 states. There are actually over 1 million people using betterhelp.com right now. I mean, that sounds like pretty, that's, that's a lot of people, you know? It's a lot of people, man. Getting a lot of help. And here's the thing, the state of the world right now, winter coming, like, I mean... If I needed a counselor, I think I'd be hitting these people up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. It's safe, it's convenient, and you can do so from the comfort of your own home. You can send your counselors messages at any time. It's not self-help. It is counseling. So any, any some of the other things as that they, uh, they'll help you out with, you know, even stuff is like sleeping trauma. Okay. okay. All Sometimes right. people have trouble sleeping. Yeah. Grief, self-esteem, LGBT matters, family conflicts, anger, depression, anxiety, whatever mm. your struggles are with, they can help you. And guys, Ez and I both want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash bend the knee. Again, you can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P, uh, dot com slash bend the knee. All right, Ez. Well, we do have some Game of Thrones uh, prequel news. Um, so there have been rumored castings of the possibly Daemon, Daemon Targaryen, um, but the only kind of official... Uh, casting that we have so far is uh, this just kind of I just saw this today Patty uh, Considine I hope I'm pronouncing that right mm -hmm. is going to play King Viserys Targaryen um, he uh, has been and he's kind of I, I kind of looked him up I'm kind of unfamiliar with him but he has been and seems like he's kind of been in a lot of like TV uh, and stuff like that um, he's been in Hot Fuzz and Peaky Blinders been in, it was in a couple episodes uh, of that. I've never, I haven't seen that show, but I know it's pretty highly respected on the internet from everything I've seen, and I've definitely heard people talk about it and say it's pretty good. But so, uh, so now we kind of have a uh, our our first kind of casting, which is King Viserys for you know King, and that's 
a big deal because he his 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 character arc in itself is really interesting, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Viserys Targaryen, and then and then uh, Damon Damon Targaryen, and it's going to be the Dance of the Dragons, the the Blacks and the Greens, and I think I I to me it seems like this this prequel compared to the Long Night, which they were talking about, just seems to be so much more grounded. I think it's a better place to go because it's so much similar to Game of Thrones. Um, whereas the Long Night would be way more magic uh, involved, and it would be such a different taking. Um, you would kind of miss out on what I think made the show so special, especially early on, which is this kind of the politics, right, and the drama back and forth. And you'll have this um, going, going, going back and forth in this. So I, I think I, I feel I feel good about it. And just looking at the guy, I mean, yeah, I can I can totally see him as 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 king as king Viserys. Yeah, I, I I can as well. It looks like too, and I was just looking at his age and everything, trying to figure out you know what we're gonna see here, because I I I was recently speculating that maybe we would see the Great Council, you know, um, of one hundred and one, and we would see kind of the idea that that women, that the old king, uh, basically says, you know, it's not gonna go to my granddaughter, it's gonna go to my grandson, and that whole that whole situation. So. We might hear about that. It might be referenced, but that's the setup. I mean, that, that's, that's the whole problem behind, you know, the Dance of Dragons is, is, that, mm-hmm. is, that, is that kind of great council um, where, where a precedent is set. And it's something that um, it's ironic because, because Viserys himself will, will break that. Uh, let me just pull this up here real quick. Yeah. And again, this is King Viserys, not. Yeah. Viser- yeah. Viserys as Prince Viser- Viserys, who we see in the uh, in Game of Thrones, who dies early, obviously in the first book slash slash season. Yeah. So real quick, I guess even just for folks, I mean, as we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk about just this because I, I've I've actually really wondered where where do you start, uh, right? And it looks like we are gonna start with uh, King Viserys, you know, the first of his name, and and that's where we're gonna pick this up. You could, I guarantee that you they might that you could do a flashback to King Jaehaerys, right, the old king, and kind of talk about what was set up there uh, and why he called the Great Council, what the whole idea you know was was behind that. Because then that's the issue is that who is going to sit on Dragonstone, you know, Rhaenyra Targaryen, uh, the Blacks versus the Greens um, after Viserys dies. So that actor, spoiler, I mean, it's, it's out mm-hmm. there and all fire and blood. So if you're, you're brand new to this and you're just catching on to the news or saw our YouTube video, uh, it's, I mean, this, this guy is, is the setup for all of that. His death is what will, will propel us, you know, into right. this civil war. Do you, think, do, you, do, you think, do you think we start with a flashback or do you think you start in maybe some of, some of the end of King Jaehaerys? Because remember, Jaehaerys just outlives all. He keeps picking successor after successor. Right. And that is kind of some of the you know so, some of the issue um or maybe you just start at his uh at, you know game of thrones essentially starts because of a death right i mean the the mm-hmm. story picks up because john aaron has died we need a new hand of the king and that's kind of the big thing that rallies kind of the whole kingdom you know and that's where that's okay now we have pieces that have been pretty much stagnant right are now going to start moving so maybe you start at this at this funeral of uh, Jaehaerys the first, and it's like, oh, this 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 old age, right? Um, yeah, that we've lived in for a long time of, of peace and kind of prosperity, and now that's changing. And maybe that's, I mean, that to me seems like a very good kind of opening, 
opening episode, you're then introduced into some of these characters. I mean, you could have you could have I mean, you could you, because it's the, the nice thing about it. Um, this prequel is that unlike A Song of Ice and Fire, the main series where you have chapters of dialogue and dialogue here, you have an outline. Yeah. Um, this is by far the most detailed of any other part in the whole Westeros kind of world, right? Uh, in, in a world of ice and fire, it's because you have the book, A World of Ice and Fire, you have Fire and Blood, you have the novellas, so it, and then whatever is mentioned in the main series. This is by far the most detailed outside of Dunkin' Egg, um, where you also have like direct dialogue. Uh, but uh, So probably the second most, I guess, kind of detailed set yeah. of time in 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 the universe yeah and and they could do a lot with this i mean you have people who are so during i keep talking about the council of, of 101 ac which is well i'll talk about the consequences of that here in just a second but like you have people who are supporting lanor valerion you have uh viserys targaryen is there and he's backed by various people i mean some of these houses should sound familiar you got baratheon stark blackwood um bar emin uh you know Lord Dustin, Lord Manderley are supporting Laenar Valerion. You've got Viserys Targaryen being supported by the Lannisters, Tully, uh, and, and so on. So we already know those houses. We know a lot about them. We'll get to kind of see maybe like older versions of their of their attire or their, you know, whatever. Like that will be locked in. It kind of, it's, it's, I think it's a great way to, to we, we we're, we're somewhat familiar with this. And you can do a lot, and people are allied yeah. differently, and everything. It's it's yeah, and you just like just just like I'm just looking, just kind of put your put your uh, uh, do some imagination here, okay? Put yourself in the mindset of like Game of Thrones seasons, like two through four, okay? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. before yeah. you knew all the you know White Walker stuff and Cersei blowing up the, the like. Okay, two through seasons like two through four when anything could happen, right? You know, so just some of the events, some of the some of the events that just imagine this on on television, right? So you know, it, part of the deal is King Jaehaerys, right? You know, he's the young king, and he is, you know, he's uh, he's trying to, he he's trying to have more kids, right? Uh, with uh, he has Ama uh, Aaron, right? Mm -hmm. And they're trying to have kids, and they have a son who dies in infancy, right? Yep. Um, and then you have Daemon Targaryen, his brother, who considers himself his heir. So, you know, and then Viserys, you know, loves his brother, but at the same time, he has no wish for him to succeed him, and he wants to have another kid. So imagine, imagine that scene where you have maybe a Daemon Targaryen kind of offering condolences you know that your 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 child died but then you know you you have the camera and it's like some kind of smirk or something and it's really like well i'm still in line right you know and so uh i mean just you know just think of that game of thrones oh, yeah. like all the stuff that's happening in the shadows the the secret all, and, you know just peter baelish and varus go back. i mean that's oh, yeah that's that's what this is going to be this is and, it, and this is i mean this is like this is like assassinations too. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. There's there's a lot of like assassinations and stuff that happen. Well, and I'll say this. I mean, just from what we know about this, I mean, it seems like it's going to be way more bloody than like the four or five kings because that's like, hey, it's just too. The war of five kings is like, yeah. I mean, it's everybody. Everybody's all over the place. This is like 
war on war and this is like oh like we'll see you walking in the streets but like we'll you know pass by you and then but then there'll be murders later in the night and stuff like that i mean it's yeah, yeah. it's it's thick and, there, and like you said there's an outline there's so many little tiny things that you're like well what really did happen to sir Kristen cole like did he was he seduced by one of the women you know did david targaryen do stuff with rhaenyra like those things are things that they will that i think they're gonna either hint at strongly more so than what we got in fire and blood. Like you're going to have situations where a lot of our like maesters uh, are involved in some of the plotting. You're going to have, what was it? Was it mushroom? Was it mushroom? A big, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So like, you're going to have these fools um, who also see and know things who, I mean, like some secrets could be like some big reveals could happen in, in that regard. And then you just got, like you said, plotting and, and assassination attempts and, and everything. I mean, it's it's um, it's a it's a lot. It is a lot, which is which yeah, is great. And then, which is great for a TV right. show. Yeah, and he and then he has he has a lot of he has you know he has a lot of marriages. Right? Who's going to play Otto Hightower? Because that's a, a huge oh, yeah. important uh, important character. There's going to be dragons fighting. It's going to be good. I I feel re- I feel like this is by this unless you're going to do Robert's Rebellion, um, you know, which I think would be cool to do at some point. Uh, but I think it's just too early, right? You know, to go do Robert's Rebellion. Um, so I feel like let's do this. Let's 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 keep people involved. In the world. to me, it's kind of like well, it's the opposite um, of going like Star Trek to Star Trek Next Generation, where Next Generation's hey, it's it's a new it's a it's a launching point. It's you know it's years and years later. Um, we're not trying to pick up like immediately where they left off. And now we can kind of have freedom to do what we, what we want to do and expand, you know, the, the fictional universe. So you're just going back in time here. Um, and so I think it's 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 good. I think it's yeah. good. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I think in a later video, we'll come back and we'll talk about the old king at some point And really what I would consider to be like that, that council of 101 AC screws up a crap ton of stuff actually it really sets up a, a, a great blunder i mean it's just like not not allowing the king to choose really your own heir um was tough for viserys when he didn't have an heir you know what i mean and then to name rhaenyra the whole thing man it's 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 actually it's great it is it's great writing it's a great setup for this civil war between the targaryens it is what truly does um hurt them and uh, i do i totally think we're going to see more of the maesters and some plotting going on where where you almost see chaos. It's kind of like what Varys and Peter Baelish do, right? When you see chaos and you see turmoil, you stir that pot because you want the Targaryens out of power. You want dragons gone. The, anybody who was into the Maester conspiracy or the Grey Rats or whatever, here we go. You could have you could have some more of that during all this. Not that not that it's really necessary, but mm-hmm. you know you could fan that flame a little bit if if you wanted to. So it, yeah, it's gonna be great. You know, I'm yeah, I'm kind of thinking though. You just here. Maybe they start late in his life because it's really it's you know it's like the series yeah yeah you start you start you unless there's a you, younger maybe, actor that you that you show the yeah. flashback or something I mean do you, do you do you yeah because yeah I don't know we'll see, we'll see I think yeah. they just talk about the council because he dies and then that's what kind of kicks it that's, you know kicks kicks it off or is it going to be like a Ned Stark situation where first season you're like wow this guy's awesome this guy's great yeah and then, yeah, you, yeah. And then he dies just, at the yeah. end you're like what and and but I think they see. Yeah, they seem like I, they have him younger. So maybe you do that like season two, and then maybe you get it, maybe. you kick into it. Yeah, I also think, and I know it doesn't read this way necessarily, but I think you could make his death uh, sus. That's been our mm-hmm. word for this episode: suspect. You know, suspicious. Suspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
So it's cool. Okay. It's good news. It's great news. Uh, all right, Ez. Well, an hour in. Um, big takeaways here from big, the chapter. Big takeaways. Let's let's move let's move on over to the chapter. This week's chapter was Theon three, which actually uh, is not really that uh, big. These next couple of chapters were in kind of a a, a small batch here. Um, Theon three at the Stony Shore. Theon Greyjoy and his men have won an easy victory against a force led by Benfred Tallhart. Feeling dissatisfied, Theon meets with Dagmar on Dagmar's ship and admits to his feelings. He lays out a plan for Dagmar, which means, uh, which he means to, you know, prove prove himself worthy with his father, Lord Balon Greyjoy. Right, and so, um, this is basically his uh, his his plan. Ultimately, um, he doesn't actually say the words, but he's gonna go. Um, you know, kind of attack. Uh, he's gonna. He wants. He, you know, he he kind of wants Dagmar and some of these other guys to go attack Torn Square, and he's like, "Well, you know, why why do you want us to do that?" He's like, "You know, we can't we can't take it." And he's he said, "We basically we want you to start. I want you to start building catapults and all this stuff, and then they're the people from Winterfell are gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna ride south, and then I'm gonna go take Winterfell. So that's kind of that's basically uh, his plan, and that's." Basically, what actually what happens, really? Uh, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's it's pretty much. I mean, he doesn't actually say the words Winterfell, but you kind of oh, okay, you kind of you kind of know. And so, uh, most of the chapter, to be honest, um, is is Theon is Theon kind of talking about how again, it's it's more daddy issues to put it you know put it lightly, where he's you know his dad Balon Greyjoy wants him to to go do these small things. Right, uh, and it's essentially you do go, go do these things I've asked you to do, and that and then you will begin to prove yourself. But right now, you you know, I mean, I don't really, I know you're my son, but I just want you to go prove yourself. And he gives him easy tasks. I mean, it's not like he's asking right. him to go, you know, take King's Landing or something for him. It's like, oh, no. just go raid these no. couple of villages. No, yeah, and that's that's the thing is that his pride. It's it's you know he wants to prove himself. Um, he's upset because he knows the North. Uh, he actually knows Tallheart, and he's he knows these guys, and that's why they're really, oh man, I mean, you know, it's pissed. Like he, he's a guy they, they used to walk around with, drink, uh, you know, ale up, up up at Winterfell. I mean, he so that's that's kind of wild. But he knows that his sister is and um, uncle are going to get the glory. You know, when Moat Kalen mm-hmm. is taken, that's that's the big hurt to a southern to a northern army that is south of Moat Kalen. Like that, and that is something that is a big deal that the Ironborn have that. Uh, it's, it's Rob's biggest obstacle coming back. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we were talking about how he wants to sneak through with the help of, of, of Hallen Reed. So, you know, he knows that's a big deal. So, and he even says that what he's done here is going to be chalked up to a rating. And in the history books or the songs, it's simply just a rating. But to take Moat Kalen and to hold, you know, the king in the north south and to keep him from getting back into his, um, his kingdom... But that's going to go down in the songs. Mm-hmm. And he wants a piece of that pie. So that's a bit. Essentially, he gets um, Dagmer, right? He kind of he kind of plays on on the idea that he's this guy who um, Balon trusts and that he's, he's this epic war hero. Um, let's really live up to that name. You know what I mean? Let's let's go ahead and do something big together. You and me. Well, enough of this simple, silly kind of rating. This was for lesser men. And that's that. I mean, that's the idea, right? Is is they're they're gonna from from Torin Square, well, and and it's it's pretty neat. Is he kind of he kind of creates this, um, 
diversion. He knows what Winterfell will do, how they're going to respond. Like at the end of this, he tells Dagmar that he is to march to Torrin Square, the seat of Sir Helmand Tallhart. All right. Uh, Helmand took his best men south, and Benford and his sons and those men are now dead. All that remains is a small garrison under uh, Leobald Tall Tallhart. So uh, Dagmar is to make no secret of his approach and to start building siege engines, as you said. And, um, and that is all sort of a, what's the word? Is it a feint or it's a, it's a, basically it's a, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're working towards that while Theon and, and company are going to, are going to strike North and they're going to wait for that, you know, reinforcements to come from Winterfell and that's how they're going to catch him off guard. You know, that, that's, that's the kind of, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit into even to the next Theon, you know, chapter, but that's what we're really setting up here. Um, a lot of this chapter too is, is him being tormented a little bit by, uh, what, what he sees, what he's asked to do in, in when, when he captures Tallheart and, you know, he's, he's drowned and everything. He's getting information from him. I mean, Theon's really kind of struggling with like, I am literally just a, just a month or so or, or two, uh, was with Rob, was Rob's guy, you know, and then was sent to my father. And then now here he is invading the North. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, such a change for him. It's, it's, it's a lot for him to kind of take in, you know? So, and yeah. all, it, and all you want to do is you, you do, you want to prove yourself to your father. You don't want your, your own father thinking that you're, you know, like, and that, and it, he flat out, you know, he just says, yeah, I ought to say it. I don't like Balon. I don't like him. Okay. I don't either. In fact, I might go as far as to say. Let me let me say this before I say something blasphemous. Oh, jeez. Um, because I'm about to say I feel like Gurr failed him as a character, but then I realized no, it's he's his character is what he is, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we view these characters as well. They're they have to be something bigger. No, some characters just are who they are. Right. Right. Yes. It's like who are we talking? Who are we talking about the uh, last chapter? Tyrion. Alebelly. Ale belly. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ale belly. Yeah. He's just who he is. He's just supposed to be right. a guy you meet. Oh, okay. Okay. And then he dies. That's okay. That's just who he is. Right. And I, I, I just think about Balon and I think, you know, if you're, what is Balon's plan? What is his, what who is his knows? end game? What that's, that's kind of my question with him is what does he want? Cause to me, it seems like he just wants to sit back and, oh, I'm going to raid and pay the iron price and, and I'm, and I'm all cool. Cause I do that. Yeah, what does I mean, he, does he yeah. want? I mean, is it's, it's like how do you how do you think you're going to achieve freedom or whatever it is that you want by just raiding tiny villages? Here, Theon does go and take Winterfell, and you get all like upset about it. It's like Theon just did. Theon just did more. I will give you have to give Theon this. Yeah, Theon in one fell swoop does more than any Greyjoy has pretty much ever done in history. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, I mean, it's, you yeah. got. I mean, in terms in terms of achievements, I mean, fine for me. Another before you know, back before like they kind of controlled some of the Riverlands and stuff like. But since then, fine for me. Another Greyjoy that has done more than in terms of raiding and pillaging and paying the Iron Price and taking taking what's ours than Theon. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, actually, that brings up something really interesting. So later on, when his sister shows up, she'll even say, "This was great, but why did you stay?" Because it, like that's their whole thing is they like to hit and run, and like right. and, to, and to your point, what is their actual plan? So Theon, who's been raised by the Starks, like it's occupy, 
you know, we're going to occupy this place in this area. So that's what he tries to do because that makes sense to him. We're going to reign and we're going to rule here. And that is not what they want to do on Pike. And it's almost like they've created this idea, this, I don't know, facade, whatever it is. Like, well, not, not a facade, but it's their... They say all this stuff about the iron price. They make themselves, you know, they build themselves up because they're nothing. Right. They can't do anything. I mean, they're, they, they do not have the force and they, I mean, yes, they're a strong force at sea and they can reign over the seas, but on land, that is not where they are. Like, you know, that's not where their power is. What so, does it get them? Exactly. Exactly. So you're just the king of those iron islands. I mean, that's, that, that's it. Maybe some coastal region you know, territory that you cut out, a, you know, a, a sliver or whatever. But Theon saw more than that. And what's, what's ironic is that Euron later on will also try to attempt the same thing at the King's Moot, which is to fire them all up and say, we're going back in for the whole, you know, we're going to take a whole damn region. What? Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, that's this. I mean, now if you go get, you know, drag, if Dragon Binder works and you get a dragon and all that other stuff, well, maybe. I mean, maybe, you know, but... Right now, even you're well, and it's even like even even Theon actually suggests it's like look you pr there's pretty much there's only two places you can go, uh you know what I mean it's like you can either go into the the west coast of the north, or you can go south to the kind of northwest you know coast right, uh the the coast of the Westerlands, and Theon's like well we could go take Castle Rock and he's like no I don't want that he's like I could, yeah. it's like yeah then what do you want. Like what? What? What do? You, what do you want, Balon Greyjoy? I mean, what is your? Yeah, it, it it's it's odd. I don't know. I mean, I partly I think he has some bitterness because of his first rebellion, and that's also like he wants to take out some of this on the Starks um, because of what they did, you know, to his sons, and they took his son, and maybe that's why he decides to strike there versus like Lannisport or Casterly Rock, because you're you're like yeah. I mean, it, he also knows that Tywin's in, you know. That Tywin could still pay ransoms, and that's a that's a better guy to make right. an alliance with, maybe than Rob, um, who's been holding your. I don't. Well, butt. if you th if you th if you think if you think you can make an alliance with uh, with Tywin Lannister by ransoms, then you are an idiot. Well, and that's the thing is that I do think people people do. I mean, Vargo uh, Hote, kind of same thing. Like people jet, they mess up all the time thinking that the Lannisters they're going to pay their debts for sure, but it may just yeah. be a dagger you know, right through the chest. So, yeah, like, yeah, uh, they owe you something. And here, here's your gold. And also here's a deck. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't really get what his whole, again, I, people know this on this podcast. I'm not a huge fan of the, I, I, this is why we're doing a collaboration too. We're also going to bring on somebody who is uh, more into this region and this, this group of people, because like they well, can, I think, they, we'll get I think they're going to be I think actually they're going to turn out to be really cool. And there is some really cool stuff that's that's coming from them. But like, yeah, you don't quite get what Balon's plan is. I think maybe his children have a little more sense and understanding or different goals and ambitions and stuff. But like, yeah, I don't know. And I also think Theon, what has happened to Theon and, the, and what he goes through will change House Greyjoy forever. So, right. Yeah. But. I mean, I mean, the sh the show clearly thought thought enough of them to not even include Balon Greyjoy's death when it's even close to happening, and then be like, "Oh yeah, we ran out of ideas. Let's let's do that again. Let's let's bring that back." Yeah, I know, I know. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Like once, once it's like, oh well, we're out of material. Oh yeah, we forgot to do Balon Greyjoy. Yeah, right. It's like he's almost I mean, yeah, it, it, like he, he's that he's that pre-wave. You know, so we talk about like Hoster Tully was there, John Aaron, Balon Greyjoy. Those are those guys that before Roberts. Rebellion were around, and then even after Robert's Rebellion, Greyjoy is that in between that Greyjoy Rebellion right before the start of our actual um, story. It's something that was early on in the these younger, you know, the, our Stark children. Um, you know, that was sort of a little tiny rebellion their father had to go put down, and then they end up with Theon. I mean, so it's it's weird. He's he's kind of that filler. He keeps he keeps Greyjoy relevant, and we understand. The Greyjoys uh, uh, relevant because we're planning this big move in with Euron and a bunch of sorcery, a bunch of power, someone who's been away uh, at sea. And yeah, that's it's, it's all set up for, for that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try really quick here um, if I can to bring up there. Was, there was one kind of quote I found uh, interesting. Just another one of those tiny little nuggets you hear as you're listening it's about um, about Balon? No, just um So it's when uh it's Theon's talking uh to uh, to Benford, right? And he says, you know, my my father gave me the uh this is just his conversation. He says um uh well, it's it's right. It's right here in the beginning. So I'll just I'll just kind of read I'll just kind of read the, this whole little yeah. little segment, okay? Uh Theon wiped the spittle off his cheek with the back of his hand. Rob will gut you, Greyjoy, benefit Tallheart screamed. Uh, he'll feed your turncloak's heart to his wolf, you piece of sheep dung. Uh, Arian Damphair's voice cut through the insults like a sword through cheese. Now you must kill him. I have questions for him first, said Theon. Fuck your questions, Benefred hung bleeding and helplessly between uh, Stig and, and, and Werlog. You'll choke on them before you get any answers from me, Craven. Turncloak. Uncle Aaron was relentless. When he spits on you, he spits on all of us. He spits on the drowned god. He must die. My father gave me the command here, uncle, and sent me to counsel you and to watch me. Theon dare not push matters too far with his uncle. The command was his, yes, but his men had a faith in the drowned god that they did not have in him, and they were terrified of Aaron Dampier. Of Aaron uh, Dampier. I cannot fault uh, I cannot fault them uh for that you'll lose your heart for this gray joy the crows will eat the jelly of your eyes benefred tried to spit again uh but only muggered a little blood the others bugger your wet god and so um i just i just found that one little line there the Jeez. crows will eat the jelly of your eyes because we do see at least in the show some sort of confrontation between Theon and Euron. Um, and again, Euron is really like the most different character, I think, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the show, in the books, because, I mean, it's like he's a blend of two kind of different characters, you know, um, uh, uh, Victorian Greyjoy mm -hmm. and, and Euron. And Euron and Euron, book Euron is like is like this mystical, oh, yeah. ultra like badass hardcore doomsday um doomsday yeah yeah kind of guy um less really of a pirate even though he is a pirate mm -hmm. um and so i mean there are a lot of people there's people there's reddit theories that he is going to be our night king type character absolutely right because yeah. he has mm -hmm. so much more magic involved but his the crow's eye 
Yeah, so this is thing. Yeah. And so I, I just I just it was just one of those things where I I just caught that line in passing. It uh, I'm not I'm not saying it at all as some this little line is some huge thing that's going to ultimately spill out to Theon's end and the show obviously Theon ends Theon's end is protecting Bran from the Night King. Um but if if Euron turns out to be our Night King leader of the others character, if you get on that one of the, that kind of a theory, uh, and then it, you do get Theon protecting, say, Bran or doing something or fighting Euron, and then Euron is the one who kills him, maybe in a similar fashion. Uh, it'd just be that that would be that you could point back to this line and say, "Oh wow, ah man, I love this kind of stuff." You know, I just love it because think about Theon and what does happen in the show, as you say, and like it, it would be kind of. Uh, What's dead may never die, right? Um, sure. And that the others it would be... It is a be, sick Theon moment. Yeah, that, that the others would be... Um, how, 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 what was the word? Be, um, I do, for those of you watching, I do have... That's my... There he is. There's Theon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, I think you said the others... What were they? They're badgering his the, like the drowned god that was part of that quote or whatever. They were... Um, the others bugger your wet god. Bugger. Yeah, okay. Right? So there you, got, you, have, you have the others... Right. Messing with Theon, right. who is the, who symbolically represents like the drowned God. Uh, and, and he's he's or he's the manifestation of that or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like what? Now, then the other thing that's interesting about that. Anytime you hear about like the like crows pecking at or taking eyes. It's really it's really, really, really interesting because like Wherewood paste is given to Bran. It's something that he drinks and that it's supposed to kind of like then take his sight. It, it extends his sight. Arya is struck blind because of something that she drinks uh, in a place where the faceless men are worshiping uh, the god of death, right? And and they have Weirwood doors on the front of their temple. Um, and then you've got people all throughout the story who are losing an eye uh and gaining sight in in some way, and so that is interesting. That that Theon, that that's just said. It's said to him, not necessarily in a dream or anything. And we don't actually see. You know, it's just could that be foreshadowing though? Could there be something uh, more to come with with Theon as he turns back from Reek? You know, in into Theon and and takes back you know a place of honor among our our, yeah. our heroes. I mean, which. Which in the, which in the show he does flat out like Bran actually, I mean he's it's 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 a great comeback story. I do, got emotional. Do you do you what do you, do you at all? What do you think? I mean this is we don't have to go super deep into this because this could be another you know hour conversation, um, which is fine. We could I'm mm -hmm. down to have an hour conversation of it. Yeah. Um, just kind of predictions, I guess, on because I think I think Theon is going to go a similar route in that Theon will go kind of maybe meet back up with Yara or Asha uh, in, in, in the books. Um, we'll go meet back up with um, Asha and we will, I think his arc is, is going to go the same kind of similar. Uh, he'll kind of go as, as she goes um, and then probably ultimately go back to being kind of a Stark to finish up. Cause I think that's just kind of his, his arc. His, I mean, his arc in the books and and the show, um, pretty similar to me. It's like it's all it's all a big identity crisis, right? It's it's all mm -hmm. a really more so, I think, even than maybe John, right? Because John's is like it's revealed to him so late, whereas he just always thought he was a bastard, right? 
Um, whereas as Theon is, no, I was born a Greyjoy, then I was a Stark, then I was a Reek, uh, and then <laughs> I mean, it's like I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's it's so different trying to find out who I am, who does my loyalty really belong to, um, all of these things, and then he'll kind of finish maybe I think as a as a Stark. Um, but so I think Theon's is going to be pretty similar. But then, where do you think we even go with Euron? With Euron? Oh yeah. wow! You went the that's... because because I mean it's it seems to me just that, and then I don't know I don't know where you go with Euron and Victorian. I don't know it's because they're mm-hmm. in the show they were they were kind of blended in this not and like it's like a watered down okay. version okay. of both of them. Yeah, let's just let's just touch on this because. Um, we do have, that's again, a, that's a, that, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I think it's a great question because I think it is something that's actually kind of sets us up. I think it's in two weeks. We are going to have, um, Amanda again, uh, crows, uh, crows food's daughter. I never say it right. Um, mm-hmm. is, is going to be on, we're going to, we're going to talk about that specific region and what is going on at old town maybe. And what's happening with, with Euron and what's happening with, um, uh, Hightower. You know, and, and, and the battle that's about to take place there and where, where does that go? You know, and why, how and in what way is it, is it significant? You know, because I think, I think, I think his brother is, is dead. I think he's going to be a dead man. I don't think, I don't think he's, I, he's going to mess up in some way with Danny. You think Victorian's going to die? Possibly. And I think they're, they're, that, that horn will be misused and it may even be taken by what Danny. His, what about his Valyrian steel armor? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's dragons. Uh, and, and, and yeah. the thing is that like Danny does not like to be what I, what I've learned in my, in my point of view, uh, read through of her is she always thinks about her brother, the beggar King. She will not be begging for anything, what have you. And so no one is going to walk in there and basically, cause he kind of has this idea that he's going to go in there and take her for himself and that he's going to marry her. He's going to get the, you know, the, the, the glory, steal her as a wife, whatever you want to, you know, their whole customs and culture uh, situation there. So, like, I don't think he's, um, I think it's a bad move. I think it's a bad idea. And I think people have tried to do that. Uh, Quentin tried to go about it in a nice way, and he was burnt by the dragons. I think uh, the opposite is going to happen with, with Greyjoy and his fleet. I don't know. Maybe he's put off, and so he says, you know what, fine, then I'm going to bring you in by force, and I'm going to try to use, I, it's a bad idea. Now the other thing is that maybe he does play along for a little while and and he he plays good and she uses his fleet to kind of get, you know, back to Westeros. That may that might be a part of it. Uh but I don't think he's there long long term. I think maybe at some point he dies. You know, whether it's by Danny or or his brother uh Euron kills him because he betrayed him and he didn't follow through on his orders. Uh tried to take Danny for himself. You know, or 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 whatever. I also think he knows full well what that what that horn can do and what it's going to do to his brother. And his brother already kind of knows because he's having somebody else blow it. That thing's going to burn you up from the inside right. out. You know, it's, it's it'll kill you. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to see. So, yeah, I guess for me, that cult Victorian Euron kind of uh, thing. How do how do we how do we go? I'd love if they both didn't die. I mean, not not die, but like make it towards kind of this like final battle, um, and then and then we just go there. I I think I am leaning more towards Euron being some sort of like doomsday final villain. Is going to be maybe the one controlling the others or something, 
Um, I've said I've said we're going to have a Night King, but maybe you know if we don't have a Night King, then we are. Then I think maybe we have this sort of somebody controlling them uh, that isn't an other, but is you know something something else. Uh, I I still am a big believer in in the the horn the horn switch right in that oh they're really you know and the, so they think they're they think they're going to control a dragon and instead the the wall comes down or something. Um, and that's yeah, and that's kind of Victorians Victorians. Um, thing it would be it would be cool if he did say get torched inside of his valyrian steel suit right he's like at this valyrian steel armor i'm invincible and then gets like torched by a dragon uh you know what i mean like in inside of it uh kind of harrenhal-esque uh and then and then euron is gonna be doomsday i do not at all think he's gonna marry cersei and they're gonna go down that route he, he that just doesn't seem like him he and the and the and book euron is like I mean, you think show Euron's crazy. Book Euron is like, you know, yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's one I, I haven't looked into a whole lot of it. I, when I look at Old Town, I've been thinking more about like Sam, the Maesters, um, and he's right there in the thick of that. So we're going to see things there from, from his perspective. But like something is super significant, something really strange and powerful and whatever is going on up, up, up in, at, at, at Hightower, and I just don't, I don't see that being. I mean, Euron is ready to face down the red, the red wines, uh, and mm-hmm. and how to, and, and Hightower ships right there at, at Old Town. So, uh, yeah, um, that's gonna be a battle. I think he wins it, though. I think he wins it, and I don't know, like the way that he is kind of converting people and just um, bending people to his will. It would be really interesting if something happens with Lord Hightower uh, and he gains access to that high that high place and mystical books and things like that. I think he knows he's striking at a place of knowledge yeah. and he is he is trying to acquire something. Let me can I can I just read something here yeah. real quick? This yeah. this this may send this may send us down in a thing and then maybe we would just we won't we would not, we don't have to do a raven. We could just keep talking. We could keep talking about this. All right, I mean, yeah. Um, cuz this this is this is really good. Well, uh, how about I just read the whole thing? It's Just it's, read it. It's, just read it. It's it's, it's it's really good. Okay. So this is uh, this is from Reddit. Um, this is uh, the crow's eyes eyes. Okay. Oh God! And we started Joy. with that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come full circle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but we weren't talking about Euron. Well, we, we mentioned him, but we were talking. About, but let's let's yeah. let's let's dive let's dive this way. Yeah, it says the crow's eyes eyes. Euron Greyjoy is the oldest of Balon's uh, younger brothers and his successor as king of the Iron Islands. He is menacing, mysterious, and mad, but also charming, charismatic, and handsome. A smooth talker, a manipulator, and a practitioner of the dark eyes, dark arts. Besides his blue lips and his piercing blue smiling eye, his eye patch is his most defining feature. I believe that the eye patch and what it covers have a bigger role in the upcoming books. Um, and this was written before, well before Euron was actually mm-hmm. even introduced in the show. Uh, yep. To be, to be honest. Yep. Um, says um, this was four years ago, so well, maybe he was, maybe he was, maybe he was introduced, but certainly nothing of season eight. Says um, uh, people kind of going back and forth here. I'll, I'll just, I'll just go talking about his his crow. His smiling eye also indicates Euron's mood. Um, it's often glittering with amusement, but even then, it's a dangerous to mock the crow's eye. His eye patch covers something else entirely. Theon calls it a black eye, shining with malice on separate occasions 
uh, Arian calls it his blood eye, saying it's dark and terrible. He also says he can feel the eye on him even when it's covered. There's a clear uh, dichotomy between Euron's two eyes. One is bright, glittering, and smiling, while the other is dark, terrible, and filled with malice. So Euron has got a weird, um, you know, weird eye under his eye patch, but what of it? The eye seems to be of some importance. The amount of times uh, attention is called to Euron's eyes is huge. His smiling eye is mentioned in almost every chapter in which he is present. His eye patch is described on several separate occasions and even in chapters where he isn't present or being discussed. Uh, or, or even when he isn't present or when he's being discussed, we hear about his eyes. In Theon 1 of the Winds of Winter, Crow Food's Umber's eye patch is compared to Euron's by Theon, and Theon considers ripping the eye patch. Um, off to make uh, sure there isn't a black eye shining with malice underneath. That's from the sample chapter, by the yes. way. Yes. Theon yep. wins a winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but people are like, is it out? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's what? not. There's yeah. Twitter. That, there's a Twitter that tells you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides yeah, the numerous, <laughs> it, yeah, it, besides the numerous explicit mentions of the eye patch and Euron's eyes, there are also other references to his covered eye, uh, the most obvious being Euron's nickname, Crow's Eye. Euron is referred to by his nickname a staggering number of times, as often or even more often than his real name. And when he is referred to as Euron, it's often Euron Crow's Eye rather than just Euron. Could his nickname be a reference to his covered eye? Um, Euron's personal sigil is another obvious one, the Forsaken. Arian calls Euron's covered eye his blood eye and says it's dark and terrible. Euron's pure, uh, personal sigil is a red eye, you know, blood, with a black pupil dark. And above it uh, is an iron crown um, being supported by two crows. It seems that the crow's eye sigil is a reference to his covered eye. Um, then he uh, is this guy is saying that he thinks it has some magical power in the song of ice and fire eyes are connected to magic on several occasions the green seers among the children of the forest have green eyes or in um, in uh, blood ravens case a red eye uh, Melisandre has red eyes the Valyrians whose society was built on spells and sorcery were famous for their purple eyes and blood raven of course you know are his eyes uh, you know famous as well Euron also has a special eye, and his family seems to be very afraid of it. Arian warns Asha of it. Don't be a fool. Euron shows the world his smiling eye tonight, but come the morrow. Uh, in Morquo's vision of tall and twisted thing with one black eye and ten long arms sailing on a sea of blood, we get a reference to Euron's black eye. The tall, twisted being with ten arms is obviously a kraken, and we know... Uh, and we know, but one kraken who is con it was consistently described as having one black eye. Obviously, Euron. Furthermore, an Aaron an Arian's vision of the the in the Forsaken Euron is described as a monster fathered by a kraken, more squid than man and no longer human, which seems to line up with Morquo's uh, description. Um, he 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 just kind of goes on and on a lot of just oh, like, keep a, a, I'm, you're almost there. I'm seeing this is good. Okay, I can keep going. Yep. Um, you know, so, uh, let, let me Picoro, see. Okoro, yeah, um, he's right there. Yeah, warns, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, so then he says, um, you know, then while his blood eye is uncovered, uh, excuse me, oh, sorry, I'll back up just yet. Yeah, Morco warns of the, of the being and says it's the most prominent of the shadows that pursue Danny. 
Also in Arian's vision in The Forsaken, the following happens. When he laughed, his face sloughed off, uh, sloughed off and the priest saw that it was not Yuri, but Euron. His smiling eye hidden, he showed the world his blood eye now, dark and terrible. Then, while his blood eye is uncovered, Euron sounds Dragonbinder, and dragons, krakens, and sphinxes come to Euron to do his bidding, and Euron sits the Iron Throne, surrounded uh, by the impaled corpses of the gods. Clearly, when Euron takes off his eye patch and reveals his other eye, bad things will happen. We also already know that Euron does not shy away from the supernatural. He kidnaps warlocks and priests from every faith to use their holy blood for something bigger. He commands the winds using blood sacrifice like Morquo and Melisandre do, and he most likely hired a faceless man to kill his brother. There are also heavily implied links between Bloodraven and Euron, indicating that he has some manner of magical abilities from when he was a boy. Furthermore, and uh, talking... uh, Taking the, the shields, Victorian says uh, that Euron had predicted exactly how uh, the attack would fall out, saying his, his wizard must have predicted it. This implies that Euron has some kind of magical foresight, either through his captured warlocks or through his own magical eye. Lastly, um, he's saying um, some of the people on, the, on this subreddit think that um, uh, Eurathon Nightwalker... Uh, said who is said to have lit glass candles is one of Euron's uh, pseudonyms which would give him the ability to appear in other people's dreams as he has uh, in Danny's. The links between Euron and Magical are undeniable and with uh, the mystery surrounding his eye and the large amount of times our author focuses our attention on Euron's eyes it would be a small leap to assume that Euron's eyes grant him some manner of magical ability. The dichotomy between Euron's two eyes would line up uh, with this pretty nicely, Euron uses his smiling eye to charm and seduce people into doing his bidding. His smiling eye is his tool for political business. Could his hidden eye be a tool for magical a business? The answer to me is a yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Real quick, before I forget, one of the things when people talk about um, his eye and they talk about his connection to the White Walkers, they often take, like, you look at the word smiling. And you look at the White Walkers, um, you know, the others in the very beginning in the prologue that were that were smiling and laughing and very, very different than your than your zombie quiet. Like they were very, very creepy and almost mischievous, you know, and like had, had were smiling. I mean, and if you go look up some of the artwork of the others who are smiling, uh, it's, it's interesting. He's got a piercing blue eye. Right. Uh, and he's also got a, a, a you know, he's, he's got a covered eye that could have a piece of dragon glass in it. I mean, that's the thing. That he's compared right, to think. Moore's, yeah, Moore's Umber, who does have a piece of dragon glass in place of his lost eye. Like he's directly compared to mm-hmm. him by by Theon. Yeah, people, 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 people on this thread were were speculating that it could be some sort of like glass candle, essentially, or it could be or it could give him that kind of, you know, that that kind of property, right? right? Yeah, that that allows him to to appear in in dreams and allows him to communicate. Um, you know, kind I mean, of like Marwin yeah. is doing and Quaith and other people. and, and you know, But you can distort it and really get in somebody's right. mind. And, and, and in, in, a way, in a way, it's, it's also interesting just because it's like you, you, just, think, you just think of the connection. Think of the, the similarities and the, um, you know, the differences right between him and Bloodraven, right? A thousand eyes and one. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, he also really kind of has he, he does t- theoretically have two eyes. Right. You know, one that's basically destroyed or something. And then one that's kind of regular. And then you have, you know, Bloodraven, same same kind of thing. He has one eye 
and then you know he he had lost he had lost his other, and they're both somehow connected to crows. So it's right. Well, <laughs> well, and then here's something too, right? So the eye that they reference for Euron is red, just like the one eye that that Blood Raven still has when you go right. up there, right? So they each have one of those eyes. So you look for like what is who has the third eye? You know what I mean? Like like. It's it's just it, when you look at like you know how crazy that is that the, is yeah right is the three eyed crow multiple people yeah the I three mean, heads of the dragon yeah who exactly who knows yeah. I mean God <laughs> Jesus now we're going down some crazy you know uh, rabbit holes but I but I like it because you know the other thing people have looked at is that you have a a red a, it's called a blood eye right so it's his blood eye and, and and you know red blood I mean same thing so um, and then you've also got blood raven like what. I know. Uh, so, but you have this this blood, this blood, blood raven becomes a crow, and you know it's like because he right. becomes joins the Night's Watch, and it's like oh my god, I mean it's well. Some people think that Blood Raven's pupils are dark. So look right. at the darkness that's the the red eye, the blood eye with the dark pupil, right? And think of the pun, like the the, you know how you could use that. I mean, who like that he was a pupil of a failed pupil of Blood Raven. Um, who has gone completely rogue and Bran is maybe the counter, which which I've heard. But then, and so to me, actually, sometimes when I think of the Three Eyed Crow, it's why I brought up the craziness that like the Three Eyed Crow could be somebody from afar who's been around for a, like a lot longer. I think when mm-hmm. people speculate that Euron has been in Danny's dreams and has been you know messing and, and actually knew what was happening with Euron and kind of knows what's going on that he indirectly has always been around. It's almost like there's these events that happened in books one and two and, and whatever, and George knows that they're happening, and we don't know who that mystery person is who's in dreams. There's just a ton of dreams, and people are being manipulated in these dreams. We talked about Jojen. We talked about you know Bran. Like, why couldn't those individuals be reached by someone like Euron? Like, what is Euron's connection to Danny? I mean, he hears about her when she's near, near Karth, and it's suspected that... You know, he takes great interest in her, but he maybe is already working another angle. Maybe he's looking to strike against, you know, Blood Raven in some odd way by sending Jojen, you know, north with Bran instead of John, or you know, like like who knows? I mean, it's there's 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 a lot there's a lot there, and that that is exactly why I think it is so hard to finish this series up. I don't know if George even knows where that's all going. I mean, I think he does, but like, I it's it's complex. Wherever it's going, it's extremely complex, and it's. And there's a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, guys, that was let sick. us know. That was sick. shoot it. Hey, shoot it. Leave something in the group. Shoot us a, shoot us a raven uh-huh. or a crow. Get the crows out. Get them out. Shoot us a raven or a crow. <laughs> let us know. That's kind of what we've been talking about today. Crows, ravens. Yeah. Uh, where do we think? Where do we think it's going? The connections between blood raven. And Euron, I mean, what do you what do you think is the, you know what do you think is going to happen with 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 Euron? So, yep. Shoot us a shoot us a comment. Oh uh, wow! So that was fun, man. I mean, yeah, uh, friends. God, I think I'm going to post. I, I'm, I'm about. I whole, whole damn episodes going up. I mean, this, there's so many good things that happened in this episode. That that's that's a lot of fun. You, the, people probably thought we were just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what people thought actually, because I just kind of like this was deep. Like this, this, this reminded me of the days of old, you know, when we would just get mm-hmm. on something, you would find something, I would find something, we'd go back and forth. I know that seems chaotic to some people and they don't like that style, but every once in a while, 
it just takes us to new places and new levels and I, I enjoy you know looking into it and um, right now it's actually a pretty good setup for that collaboration that we have you know coming up here soon so yeah. okay all right well we have a bunch of ravens but we can save those yeah uh, we can we, we can we, we can we can certainly save those so with that uh, we will sign off here just a quick reminder you guys can follow myself on Twitter Instagram TikTok anywhere on the internet at Super Gaines Bros, all one word. Uh, and you can follow Sir Ezra at Womprat underscore 2M. And with that, guys, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 38, Aria 8 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.